Hello, and welcome to Parallel, a tech podcast with accessibility sprinkles. I'm Shelley Brisbane, your host, and this is episode 47. Hey, did you notice that musical sound at the beginning of the show? Well, Parallel, I'm pleased to tell you, has its very own musical theme provided to us by the great Chris Breen. Thanks, Chris. Looking forward to being able to take you in and out of the show with music each and every episode. I have two great guests who also happen to be returning guests to talk with me today about TikTok. Holly Anderson is the co-host of the Accessibility Roundtable and a, a friend of mine of longstanding and a TikToker. Hi, Holly. How are you? Hello, I am great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Glad to have you. And returning, not only are these returning guests, they the last appeared together on the show. My <laughs> second guest is Kathy Campbell, the unicorn herself, host of Friends in Your Ears and community manager over there at Relay FM. Hello, Kathy. Hello, Shelley. I'm also a host on Relay now as a host of the Robolism podcast with Alex Cox. Oh my God, so much is going on in your world, I know, isn't I'm, it? A, I'm a little bit busy, and yet... And yet I've you made still, time to join us. Thank you yeah, so much. That was It was more of, I've still managed to do a TikTok a day for a whole year now. Oh, but, oh that's exciting. Well, we'll get to that. Because look at you that are, crossover. Do you see that? I was leading I, the conversation like the professional podcaster that I am. And I was just over here going, thum da dum da Thanks for trying to save my bacon, I'm trying. Kathy. I'm trying, Shelly. I'm here to support you. Thanks. So I wanted to talk about TikTok because I've become a, a fan of the medium as a consumer primarily. I've made one TikTok. Holly was kind of the person who, who turned me on to TikTok. And I know Kathy is both a, a fan and a creator there. So I wanted to talk about it. This is not going to be one of those how to monetize your TikTok presence oh, or how God. to become an influencer. Oh. <laughs> this is we like TikTok. It's really fun. Maybe we have higher aspirations for it, but maybe not. Is that OK with everybody? Yep. Perfect. Well, let's let's start there. How did each of you kind of discover, get into, become fascinated with TikTok, Holly? Well, um, I it I kind of started out in not not so great way because I had heard, I think on Twitter, that there was a TikTok going around that said that Helen Keller wasn't real, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I asked a cousin of mine. I said, hey, have you heard about this TikTok that's going on? And he said, yeah, but I really didn't pay that close attention to it, and I I kind of stopped listening to it after a while. And I forgot about it. We kind of went on to something else. And then about a week later, he sent me this random TikTok. And I was like, what is this? And how? so I click on it and I can't use the, because I think they're app clips and I can't use those. They're not very accessible. So I actually downloaded the app so I could watch this one TikTok. And I played it and it was the Helen Keller one. So I didn't get through all of it because I was like, this is lame. So, but I was like, well, I had the app now. I might as well see what this is all about. I don't think I'll get much out of it because... I had watched my 15-year-old cousin um, watch TikToks for years, and it all seemed like it was just visual stuff that I couldn't really participate in, and it was dances, and it was whatever. So I was like, meh, I probably won't get much out of this. An hour later, <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, maybe there is something to this whole TikTok thing. <laughs> and the rest is history. I've been watching it ever since, and you have to be careful because, yeah, it, it can be... It can be hours go by, and I'm like, oh, I should probably do something else. 
TikTok can be a rabbit hole, that is true. And and we should talk about the Helen Keller thing in a little bit because I didn't know about that until very recently. And there's a really good article that I'm going to link in the show notes about that because I'm okay. sure that a lot of people know about it and a lot of other people are out there going, what are you even talking about right now? So, <laughs> but but let's, get, let's get back to that in, in just a second. But Kathy, how about you? Where did your TikTok journey begin? Yeah, my TikTok journey began almost exactly a year ago. Um, I had made a TikTok account like a year and a half ago uh, in order to get the name because clearly I have to be Mrs. Soup on all of the things. So I will make an account places and so that I can get my username because I am that person. Um, and so I didn't do anything with it. I didn't do anything with it. Um, and then the pandemic happened. And I was like, okay, how am I going to distract my then 11 year old um, in a way to try and hopefully give her something positive to look forward to each day, something that we can do together, something that um, she can kind of take control of and have power over um, that will, you know, just kind of maybe bring a good memory for the quote unquote two weeks that we were going to have um, <laughs> doing uh, self-quarantine, <laughs> especially because our family is fairly high risk um, with my husband's stroke uh, that was caused by a genetic deficiency that uh, my daughter also has that makes the lungs and the liver two main organs that are deeply affected by COVID. Um, we were hyper vigilant and aware of all of the precautions. So we pretty much didn't leave our house. Um, and we still really haven't a whole lot. But that being said, I was like, okay, let's, she'd been asking, she would constantly for weeks, months before that would bring me uh, her phone to show me a TikTok or like be filming them her, themselves, like all of these things. So it was deeply ingrained in her daily life, basically. So I was like, this sounds like a good way to do it. I have now done an entire year's worth with the exception of one day that my husband was in the ER. But other than that, every single day, I've uploaded a TikTok. So you started making them before you really watched them? Is that is that true? Yeah, I had the ones that I had watched before were ones that my daughter had sent me. So my algorithm was kind of tailored towards her thing. Um, and her goals, because she would send me the links and I would look at it in my TikTok. Um, and so my For You page started going for that. And then I was, as we had done a few more, few ourselves, I started getting more into watching them myself um, to kind of help tailor and craft ideas for it. Um, we, we've done several dances, we've done trends, we've done like, storytelling type ones, a, a variety of different things. And in that exploration, I learned more about what I liked and what sort of things I really enjoyed watching. Um, the creators and the trends and the styles of the things that I enjoyed. And now my For You page is pretty dang great. <laughs> yeah, I think I discovered TikTok maybe a year and a half ago or two years ago. And it was one of those things where I was keeping up with it 
as a technology journalist and like you, you got to know about these things, but it was very definitely this is what the kids are into. And so <laughs> yes. I, I hadn't seen it. And honestly, I didn't feel compelled to see it, not because and mostly because I didn't feel like that was my space. I felt like if that was something kids are into and that's great. Let them let them have it. I wanted to know that it existed, and I wanted and I downloaded I downloaded the app when the U.S. government uh, threatened last year to disallow it. And I was like, well, if it's on my phone, maybe at least I'll have it. And I felt like it. But before, but I'd never really even opened it, right? So it's just sort of sitting there. It's what kids do. My my nieces and nephews probably use it, but I haven't even talked to them about it. And so. Like I'm a super latecomer and, and, you know, in the past few months, I'm like, oh, there's this whole thing. And it's and the reason I mention all that is just that I'm sure that there are plenty of things being created by people your daughter's age. But there is an incredible amount of stuff that is being created by people who are far older and who are far more yeah. you know, different kinds of folks all over the world which is kind of amazing and surprised me a lot. Yeah, me too, because I actually thought the same thing that you did, Shelley, that it was like for younger people and, you know, it's not for me because it's dances and it's this, that, and, and I can't really participate. So it was never anything that I was even on my radar as something that I could get into at all. So it's been a surprise. The dancing thing was like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm probably not going to get a lot out of it and I can't copy them very particularly well. So, you know, <laughs> But, I mean, dancing is fun. Great. More, more power to all the people that are dancing out oh, there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just yeah. can't participate. <laughs> so, so for each of you, where does TikTok kind of fit in your lexicon of social media? I mean, when, when you, some people, people tend to have like a favorite, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or maybe TikTok. Or, but, but, but is TikTok like really important or is it just something you kind of dabble in? I think I might know the answer for Kathy, at least, because you're out there making them. <laughs> I know. Well, then I'll just go first, you know, okay, get this yeah, over yeah. so we can have the more interesting answer from Holly. Um, it's pretty... Okay, so what I really like about TikToks is because is the fact that they are so short. Um, so it's something that I can do instead of scrolling through Twitter or um, Facebook or any of the other things. Um it's very low maintenance, low level um, entertainment for, you know, waiting in line somewhere. Not that I do that very often, but, you know, let's pretend, you know, when I'm in the car waiting to pick up medication at the drive through window. Yes, I'm holding my phone. The car's in parked. I'm waiting. But like, I no don't. judgment. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure, you know, I clarify that in case the FBI is listening or anything like that. Um, I'm. I want something to entertain me, but if I'm listening to a podcast um, and then it's my time to move forward, I'll have to like pause the podcast so I can talk to somebody. Whereas with the TikTok, when it's time to move, I can just, you know, close my phone and, and go. Like it's not, I don't have to try and remember audibly what was happening in the podcast that I was listening to or um, remember what line I was reading if I was reading a book. Um, so it's a very like low impact entertainment format. Um, and then I also throughout the day will be utilizing it to see what I kind of want to do for the day. I wish I could say that I had this huge like crafted creators content calendar um but i don't the truth is as i scroll through until uh, there's a sound that triggers my creative brain and then i make the tiktok from that so like 
to do that, I have to consume it and then get ideas and create them from there. So it's embedded in the fact that I do do one every day, um, but I also really enjoy the low impact uh, process of viewing TikToks. I have kind of the same thing. Um, Mine is like if I'm between activities and I have a few minutes to spare, I'll go on TikTok and just scroll through. Um, Or if I'm caught up with all my whatever activities I had for the day, I'll go on TikTok for for a while and scroll through. It's not like it's not like I have to do it every day, but I enjoy it. And it's like, it's just happy. It's like my happy place. If I'm, Mm -hmm. if I'm in the mood for just kind of like scrolling through something and just taking it all in, that's usually what I go to. Cause Twitter sometimes stresses me out. Facebook definitely stresses me out. Um, so if I'm looking for something non-stressful, I go to TikTok and I've done a few as well. So, um, you know, I'll look for things that I might be able to do or, you know, ideas as well when I'm scrolling through. So TikTok is short videos, a minute or less long. But but Kathy, if you wouldn't mind putting on your audio description hat really quickly, could you sort of tell folks who either haven't seen it or who, who might be blind and thinking, what's TikTok got for me? Just, just what the screen kind of looks like and what the experience of scrolling through TikTok is like. And we can get to what, what, what is actually on it, but just like what that's what the screen experience is like. Yeah. So it um, when you're looking at a video um, at the top, you'll see um, there's kind of two versions of your feed, um, either following, which is the creators that you're following or the for you page, which is where the algorithm kind of lives, I guess. Um, and then you have on the, along the right hand side, you'll have an image for their icon. You'll have a heart that shows, um, how many likes basically the video has gotten. Um, there's a little chat bubble for the comments. Um, and then there's an arrow that is for sharing. And this is how you can share it either in the app or send it out via text or share on Instagram or anything like that. Um, that arrow is also where you will do other creative content options. So there is um, the ability to duet, which is the option to have uh, you make your own video right next to or above or below the video that you're choosing to duet. People will do reactions to this. People will do actual duets, like they'll sing songs with it, etc. Um, there's also the stitch option, which is where you can take a, the first portion of a creator's video and stitch it to then finish with your own. So a lot of times people are using this to ask questions or like um, have ideas talk about. So like, uh, show me your pet is clingy without showing me your pet is clingy is how the main video will go. And then you can stitch it and, you know, show a video of your cat sitting on your back while you are washing the dishes or something. Um, And then... Uh, a, a variety of other like saving options. You can download the video or like save it as a favorite, etc. Um, and then the very bottom right hand corner is a spinning icon that 
indicates the sound. This is the audio, whether it's a song or um, the vocalizations that a creator has put together. Um, And if you want to do a video with that sound, you would click the spinning vinyl record um, and it would pop you over to make a new video. Um, And so that's in the, the bottom right, right above like the main menu for different tabs, I guess, for the whole thing. Um, and then in the the bottom left-hand side of the video, you'll have the username at the top and then any sort of description that is attached to the video. Uh, and then um, written down will be whatever sound audio is picked. So the song name or the sound title will be scrolling on the bottom part there. That was a heavy lift, Kathy. Thank you so much for going you through are all that. So for welcome. Us. I'm here to describe whatever you need. <laughs> describe the universe and all its contents. Go. Forty two. <laughs> Thank you. Excellent. Welcome. This episode of Parallel is brought to you by the Inside Track. You know what? I love to listen to some new podcasts. In fact, I have sort of a podcast addiction problem, but you don't want to hear about that. If you're looking for a new show to listen to, try the Inside Track with host and resident car guy, Carrie LaBelle. The show features interviews with industry experts, insiders, and analysts covering the long-term trends, evolving expectations of consumers, and the effects of technology advancements on industry strategies. Each show covers a variety of topics, including AI and BI use in automotive manufacturing, connected vehicles, cloud simulations, intelligent infrastructure. And guests include people from Audi, Toyota, Anata, Ansys, SBD Automotive. So I listened to an episode about cloud simulation in development of cars, and that was pretty cool because it sort of turned a discussion of what we think of as building cars into how we simulate the building of cars and the creation of infrastructure that makes autonomous vehicles possible. So it was pretty interesting. So go and listen to it now. Just search for The Inside Track wherever you get your podcasts or click the link in the show notes. Our thanks to The Inside Track from Microsoft for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So, so the way you interact with TikTok then is you, you watch a video and you flick up if you don't want to finish it and you want to go on to the next video. And the, the flicking up can continue infinitely. There's no Correct. like, oh, sorry, you're out of TikToks. I don't you know don't if that's even the end of the internet. There no. is no end of the internet. And, and and even if you're following videos from people you follow, it'll go back and find, you know, things from before you started following them, which has helped me because as a new TikToker, I have a few favorites. I'm like, oh, that's what they were doing a couple of months ago or whatever. But yeah, TikTok is an endless rabbit hole of in my in, in, in our case, I guess joy. Does everybody generally feel like TikTok is a joyous place? We'll talk about Helen Keller in a second. That's the segue, ladies and gentlemen. Nice. But, but is your <laughs> is your is your general experience of TikTok joyful? Yeah, mine is mine really is I haven't had any um videos that I've just been like that make me really upset. Um they make me laugh or they make me think or they make me like you know, stand up and cheer or whatever. But like, I haven't had any, I haven't made, the algorithm hasn't failed me yet. Um, it's given me all the things I would like, or it's given me videos that I'm like, no, this is just music next. So, and there is sometimes serious stuff. Now, the funny yeah. thing to me was that before the algorithm had trained me or vice versa, I was seeing things that I was surprised it knew I liked. 
when I saw things that were vaguely political, they were things that leaned in the same direction I do. And I same. was like, I've not seen oh, any. Wow. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. I know. I don't understand. <laughs> I probably it's don't want to know. And, and Kathy, have, have you generally found joy on TikTok? Yeah, for the most part, um, with the exception of there's, uh, you know, this past year specifically, there has been a lot more commentary on different social and societal issues and concerns. Um, and I did, I would go to TikTok and and view some of those, like when the, the Capitol was stormed, there were a wide variety of really uh, of videos that did not bring me joy, but that I did search out to find to view um, in a way that was easier to discover than say Instagram or I didn't want to watch on YouTube necessarily because I didn't want to mess up that algorithm. It's much more difficult to train than TikToks is. Um, But uh, getting exposure to a a wide variety of viewpoints and ideas um, is a great, a great thing about the way that the TikTok kind of world works. Um, But for the most part, yes, I love, I mean, I don't know, there, there's, so many creators that their purpose is to just bring joy and happiness. Um, there's uh, a gentleman whose Instagram is angry reacts and he's this big like black man who just like has the most angry RBF face. Um, and then he smiles and you can feel the sunshine from the video, but he'll start it out by like, that's the best puppy ever. That's the cutest little puppy. Look at that face. Look at it. And he's so angry. And it's so joyful with that experience and the combination between the audio and the video, because he'll be duetting other people's videos with the cutest little puppy or the babies or like the sunrise or, or wide variety of things. And it's just so wonderful that somebody has like created this entity, this idea, this thread of videos that are just made to bring joy and happiness. And I feel, I don't know if it's because that's the types of videos that I do seek out. Um, but there's, there's people that will start the video and it's just like the misty mountains in the middle of nowhere. And then they'll come up and say, Hey, I hope you have a nice day. And then that's the video and that's it. But I've seen those. The, it, it just makes me happy. And yes, it's cheesy. Yes, it can get overwhelming. Yes, I'm sure it gets hella boring. But when that shows up in your algorithm, it's like, oh, OK, cool. Yes, I will have a good day. Thanks. I agree with all of that. And it's the variety that the algorithm gives you. So I get a lot of cat videos. By choice, I mean, you know, I follow cat people and I and I like videos that have cats in them, but I will also get things that have nothing to do with cats. I will get sarcastic uh, department store workers. I will get uh, people who work in the emergency room. I'll talk about this guy later. Uh, I will get, <laughs> but, and, and so there's humor and some of it is snarky because I choose for it. And there are people who have disputes with their neighbors and they've taken video and they've, and that's not necessarily joyful, but 
the ones I've chosen to watch all the way through don't end up in, you know, violence. So <laughs> yeah, maybe the algorithm is even if and, and, and as I say, there's politics uh, probably for every flavor. Uh, the politics that tends to come my way are funny takes on the other side. Uh, so Same, again, yeah. I don't know. I feel like even more than YouTube's algorithm to me, tell me if you agree with this, YouTube's algorithm is more of a sledgehammer. And mm. TikTok's algorithm, I don't even know what sort of tool, but something that sort of gently nudges you this way. And if you nudge, if you push back, goes, okay, what about this? Would you like to see this? Oh, more of that? Oh, great. Oh, you didn't like that? Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me give you yes. some. That's the way TikTok feels. Yes. Well, let's yeah. talk a little bit about Helen Keller, sadly. So so this is a, a thing that started on TikTok and lifted, went over to Twitter. Helen Keller isn't real. And, and Holly, do you want to talk about, to say what you know about that? Like I say, I have an article I want to put in the show notes, which basically sort of traces the history of it and talks about that as a, as a sort of part of conspiracy theory culture. But it, it did really start with young people, which is interesting. It's not, you know, that some political entity decided to create this, but it seemed like it started from young people. And it has something to do with the fact that Helen Keller did a lot of amazing things during her life and that these kids don't really believe that those things were possible. Right. It, uh, the one I saw was a guy in his car. Um, and I don't know how old he was. And I didn't get through a lot of it because I just got angry and I'm like, no. <laughs> so I, I saw the beginning of it and, you know, it started talking about how, look at this, you know, she couldn't have written this well. And, and, you know, this sort of angry, like, how, how dare you? And I'm just like, okay, I do not need this. Um, so I probably moved on to another, that's when I started watching the other TikToks and, and, but yeah, I was afraid I would, um, I'm surprised I didn't get on the conspiracy TikToks, but I guess because I moved away from it. But yeah, it's, it's, um, and like I said, I didn't get very far, but it, it seems like it's kind of on that same sort of conspiracy minded, you know, there's no way this could be real because X, Y, and Z. And, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very, and it's, it's ableist and it's very hurtful for, you know, people in the disability community. Cause it's like, wait, what you think that? You know, and so I don't really know much about it. I, I don't know if it started from this one guy or if um, he was just kind of picking up on a trend. I'm not really sure. But I, the one I saw was this random guy in his car. Yeah, like I say, the, the article does a sort of tracks it back to like May of it's May of 2020. It's more recent than I thought. But it started on TikTok somewhere. But like I say, the, this preponderance of evidence seems to be that young kids spread it. Because when they learned about Helen Keller in school, their reaction upon hearing about a woman who was blind and deaf was, how could she possibly have been all the hundred things she was, a political activist, a writer, a creator, you know, something like that. And so I don't know, you know, probably somebody started it and somebody else just kept it going. And The guy's point seemed to be that she couldn't, her signature, like that was his whole argument was their signature was too good. And my signature is not great, but I do know that there are people who can do a really good signature. And, and she had, um, didn't they spell the, the letters in her fing in her hand? So she probably would have a really good idea of the shapes of the letters anyway. So. And you practice. I mean, yeah. conspiracies are what they are. Um, but I can see how somebody learning information about Helen Keller in her uh, older years, it would be 
understandable for people to be absolutely confused on how this stuff exists, um, specifically because all we learn about Helen Keller is from the book. Or the right. play. The, like, she's she's, order, a, she's the a miracle worker. Kid. That's the yeah. only thing that we ever That's true. hear She's about. a little kid. It's 1890. She didn't have a braille display and an interpreter and all these kinds of things. And all she, she right. was spelling into somebody's hand. How much further could it have gone? Well, and her parents and, didn't even know how to start. And that's the argument yeah. with against the, the miracle worker that a lot of people in disability circles have is that it doesn't take the story further. So the story is really the hero story of the teacher who got yes. this level of, you know, knowledge out of the child. And yeah, then, look okay, at how great this hardworking teacher was to be able to, quote unquote, fix this poor blind deaf girl. Right. Like, good job. Well done. You know, all of that. But. I know that the book and play are things. My daughter read the book, heard the story. We did the play lo, uh, a few years ago in my in my hometown. So like, there's a lot of that where that's the only part people learn. And so, when society learns about a specific thing and doesn't know the rest, or isn't able to think of these real human people as fully formed humans, as opposed to, oh, it's just a story, then clearly there's no way that it's a real person. Like, there's just no way it could be like Helen Keller was just the child forever. Yeah, that's true. I never really thought about it from that perspective, because obviously, you know, being blind, we learned about her whole life and you know we we went beyond the miracle worker but a lot of people probably don't so but helen keller has also been made a joke like whenever you want to refer to something that has to do with blindness you say you know you you uh, you, you make helen keller joke right i mean not you not you too and not me I, yeah i was like yeah, i don't even no, know any no. helen keller jokes uh, well i actually know one but i'm not going to say it i mean it's just i don't actually I'm, know that just, i know any either so. have, but basically the idea is if something would require vision and you don't have it, you know, you're, you're, you're the, the person in the joke would be would be Helen Keller or that's just like Helen Keller or whatever. So that's the way people think about her. And the time in history when she was writing and when she was doing her political activism, you know, up through the early 1900s and all the way to the to the 30s and 40s, a lot of the specific things she did in those historical contexts are lost. I mean, there's a lot of stuff named after her. She was an activist. She met with the president. She did all of these things. But I don't think people who aren't in the blindness community necessarily get that when they when they're learning their early early 20th century history, and not 12 year old kids who, whose only exposure has been to the miracle worker. Now, it's still weird that you would go from that to that can't be real. <laughs> right. I, I, I wonder how much of this is a comparison to like um, Shirley Temple as a an actress and how she, you know, she, she, she was an ambassador for the UN, right? Yeah, like she was. She did all of this like political and social work as she got older. But unless you've read her biography or were obsessed with her as a child, I don't know anyone that you know, like that would have been, um, you wouldn't know this. All you would know is, oh, she was the cute little dancer. Right. You know, the little yeah, I didn't know girl. that about her. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I'm old enough to remember when she was active, and I became a film fan sort of at that time. I wasn't particularly a Shirley Temple fan, but it was sort of mind blowing when you would see this person who's you know completely well put together. She's represented. She's an adult. She's representing the administration. She's just like any middle aged intelligent woman who's speaking. And then it's like, oh yeah, she used to be on the Good Ship Lollipop Kid. And yeah. you're like, oh, that's mind blowing because that I don't know if you saw if if we all saw videos of one another when we were three years old, and then like we're you know grown up podcasters sitting around here talking about TikTok. We go, oh, look, that's how she turned out. Okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> right, <laughs> Kathy. Let's talk about the the kinds of things that you've been TikTok. So you do at least one TikTok every day. You do it. Are they always with your daughter, or how, how, do, you, how do you guys figure out what you're going to TikTok about? Well, she's become too cool for me. That was bound to happen. You knew that. I know, but I'm I wasn't sad. expecting I'm sad for it. You, though. I know. I wasn't <laughs> expecting it to happen over the year. Like, <laughs> it, I, I'm so incredibly thankful that we started this journey the way that we did and when we did, because I can remember, like, I can, I will always be able to view this. I will always be able to have this memory. Even if TikTok dies as a whole, I have the videos on my, well, not on my phone, on my computer, like that are backed up. This will be a part of my memory forever, basically. Um, And so when it started, yes, we did them together. The majority of the first uh, dozen or so, um, we had matching outfits. because we had a, a wide variety of clothing and like uh, unicorn onesies, of course, uh, <laughs> and and so many different things. So like we would be matching. Um, and then as time progressed, uh, she became less interested in doing that with me. So I've done more and more myself, which has been really interesting to see what I want to put out for myself um, and and what I like to do much less dancing now um, so many more like positive uplifting like messages and yet still be able to have kind of some fun um, different things like I said before I just kind of scroll through until something tickles my interest um, and it will be a wide range wide range of options available. Yeah, TikTok has, I mean, obviously the algorithm has a lot to do with it, but it does feel like, and I can't even describe it, but it does have an aesthetic and it does have sort of conventions. Do you feel like you have changed what you're doing based on some of those or do you even agree that such things exist? Oh, I definitely agree such things exist. There are, you know, different trends, but also different just kind of, Anytime you have multiple people involved in anything, especially something where they can interact and communicate with each other, however that might be, you're going to have kind of societal structures in place. If someone has left a comment on your TikTok, it's appropriate and kind of a like societal structure in place that you like that comment and maybe reply if you are inspired by a TikTok and do it yourself, something that like clearly somebody created. So whether it's a specific dance or or whatever, it's a, like recommended or suggested that you tag or, you know, give proper credit to that creator. Um, if you 
are joining on a, like if somebody follows you on TikTok, depending on who you are and how you're doing things, a lot of times um, it's usually not expected necessarily, but um, people enjoy having being followed back. So obviously that's different uh, depending on you know how many people you follow or what you do. But the transition over the year has been, I used to only follow people that I wanted to see their videos. And now I kind of follow anyone that follows me back because I use the for you page so much more. Um, so as my usage of TikTok changed, it was like, okay, well, I'm not really using the following page anymore. So it's okay. I will just, you know, follow these people to support their journey um, while I hang out with my own journey. Yeah. The thing about using TikTok only with people that you follow, at least in my case, maybe I'm just not following enough people, is I see a lot of this. I see more of the same things quick, more quickly than I want to. Yeah. I, you know, I, I love the guy who talks about uh, different animals. And then I love to see the woman who has the cat who has an interesting voice. And then, oh, there she is again. And, you know, so yeah. For You doesn't give me that as much. Although sometimes you see people that you follow on your For You page, which is interesting. Yes, which is always great. But has it changed the way that you think about the TikToks you're going to make, either the things that you see or just the things that people, well, I guess people are going to, you're probably also going to get feedback from what people like that you do, right? Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a TikTok that somehow went viral. I'm still getting um, likes and, and follows from it. Um, let me look and see what the count is now. Oh, it's been viewed 201,000 times. Nice. Um, and it was about calling the IRS. Um, I don't know why <laughs> it keeps getting put into the algorithm. It was perfectly timed because, you know, we're starting to get the ramped up for the turbo tax ads and, and that right. sort of stuff. And so I'm sure, you know, it's topical and whatnot. Um, and so I look at that and I'm like, A, I have no idea why. And I'm so grateful that this isn't my living, that this isn't my income, that I'm not constantly having to mentally prepare for, okay, what is going to beat the algorithm? What is going to get TikTok to push my stuff into people's feeds? That's not the way that I am, am choosing things. And I'm really, really thankful that I don't have to be a content creator in the capital C sense of the word. Um, but it does impact me. The things that I view, there's certain like styles and types of videos and stuff that just gives me so much happiness and so much joy. And I want to put those types of things out in the world. That's the, so yes, it affects me, I guess is the short answer. <laughs> so, so Holly, I know you've been experimenting with making stuff too. So, so talk about what you've been doing and you can, in the course of all this, explain this whole duetting thing, which is a super <laughs> interesting, very TikTok specific thing that people do. It is. And I, I like it because, um, I used to sing in high school in choir mm. in college in choir and, you know, I, I've been singing all my life and I kind of stopped after I graduated college like, I didn't have an outlet for that, and I miss it a lot. I'm not very good. Um, I'll put that out there. I'm a little bit worried I'm going to go viral because I'm not very good, and that's... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, You're going to get all Susan boiled. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Um, 
So I just, I want to do it for fun. And so there was a, 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 um, a duet came across my For You page and I was like, oh, you can do that. And, and so, um, I was like, well, I want to do that. That would be fun. And I couldn't figure it out for a while because some of the aspects of TikTok aren't very accessible. Like the share sheet is very, the icons aren't very accessible. Um, you kind of have to, they don't change. So the location of the icons don't change. So that's good. But a lot of them aren't labeled. So you kind of have to know, okay, the duet, which I had to get my 15 year old cousin to show me how to do it. Cause I was like, I can't, I can't figure this out. <laughs> um, and I felt really dumb because I was like, I am Aww. good at this stuff and I cannot figure it out. So she came down and she was like, well, you have to hit this button. And it was like next to the download. Like some of the, the icons are um, are labeled. So there was like a download icon and next to it is the duet icon. So she was like, OK, you push that. And then it brings up this other screen. And she was like, and then so then I had to figure out um, the the mic button wasn't selected I kept messing up and I kept starting over and I would send it to people and they'd be like, well, it's dark. There's no, you're, you're showing your room or you're, you know, there's no light on. And oh, it was no. like, but, but so, so tell us, tell us, let's, let's go back a little bit and tell us a little bit how do wedding works. So you find somebody's TikTok that you want to sing along to. This specific one was like a guy saying, Hey, let's do it on this song. And so he was singing and then he would pause and you would sing. And then, so you do it as the video is playing, you're recording your own video and, um, the, and yeah. And so that records that alongside the video that's playing and then it will mix them together when you're done and then you can post it. And the hilarious thing visually. So TikTok is a completely vertical medium after years of people saying don't take vertical phone picture <laughs> yeah. pictures tiktok is 100 percent vertical so you get duets and they're side by side so you're seeing like half of a vertical image on one side of the screen and <laughs> yeah. half a vertical it's it's kind of mind-blowing actually and the it nice part is is you can change uh the orientation of it now so you can have like you can duet a video and choose to be on top of the video instead of next to it. Oh, nice. Um, hmm. So like there was this a huge trend coming around. There was somebody that filmed their um, Irish step dancing and then you would duet it and choose to be on top of it and pretend to be the one dancing. Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. You're, the, you're doing facial right. expressions or their yeah, feet and the arms and, and yeah. Love it. Oh, Love wow. It. Is that mostly what you've done, Holly, is duets and singing? And Yeah, that's all I've done so far. Yeah. And the problem that I have with duets is um, it makes your microphone, like, super duper 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 loud. And I can't figure out how to, because it distorts when you're singing. And I've seen other people do duets and they don't do that. So I don't know if it's something inaccessible on the screen that I can't adjust the volume but it's really loud and it's, I, I can't figure out how to fix that. But that's the only problem that I've had so far. And, and I, um, the posting screen is pretty accessible. Like I said, some of the buttons are not labeled and you can't tell what's selected sometimes. I did one where I posted from my camera roll and that's actually worse because I went into a screen and then I couldn't get out of it. So I think it's probably easier to do record on the, create them on the TikTok app. Yeah, because TikTok doesn't use the standard iOS share sheet because they have specific 
TikTok things they want to be able to share, it's not accessible in the way that the standard iOS share sheet would be. What's frustrating is I like the TikTok share sheet because there's so many things on it and they, they've, th- they've kind of thought of all the things. But the accessibility is an issue. And like for me, the, the contrast as a low vision person is an issue. Like I can't, it doesn't, you know, give me a dark mode equivalent so I can see a dark background and light icons, which I would like to see. But they are labeled, you know, visually, which is nice. Uh, but I, I, it's, I, I'm really torn between liking the way they've done the share sheet and thinking, you know, if you could just do the usual format, then we could all use it. Or if they would just label their icons. Yeah, they label their buttons. Because like I say, they are named. It's not, and I've, you know, I've seen plenty of apps where they don't name them. Like, of course, you know what that little icon means. Of course you do. Well, we, Kathy mentioned earlier uh, the sort of TikTok uh, creators who are doing this for a living. They're influencers. It's analogous to, to YouTubers. They're people that are that are making money. And I guess I wonder, because I've seen some of this. Again, the algorithm has been very kind to me and knows that I'm not into like super highly produced stuff or super, you know, fakey stuff or or even stuff that covers topics that influencers tend to focus on. But I wonder if you guys as as consumers of TikTok feel like feel the presence of those folks that are you know really trying trying to make a buck and it, and if you do has it changed the your experience with it sometimes um you can tell it's an ad like when i've been scrolling through it's like very obviously an ad that probably they've gotten um influencers to do and you can and i always skip those because it's very clear um i haven't seen any where it's like you get tricked um into and you know you think it's a video but it's an ad but it hasn't really affected my enjoyment very much but it's very obvious so far the ones that are like for ad purposes or you know influencer purposes so uh, obviously the ads are built in and i do like this strictly from like a like a business side uh for tiktok as opposed to like a dynamic insertion in the middle of something or like um, YouTube where it'll have an ad before the video that you're watching. Or two um, or yeah, three. That's true. Yeah. yeah or <laughs> eight million. Um, but like when you are scrolling through every so often there will be a video. It's in the same format. It looks the exact same as every other video, um, but it'll have like an ad tagged on it. Um, and you can usually tell that it's an ad as well because it's, much highly produced you could tell that it's not necessarily made with a phone um and there's there will be all sorts of like special effects which i know people can do and then upload it to tiktok that's a whole other conversation um but for the most part the like advertisement style posts that i see um are these like creators. So there's um, someone that I follow that does um, like custom stationery for weddings and stuff. And she has a like a hundred different wax stamps. Um, and so she like will pour wax and stamp it. And that's kind of her video, um, which in and of itself is not necessarily an ad. She doesn't make the the stamps herself, but 
it's soothing. She puts it to different music depending on like what the stamp is and like has these like visual aspects to it that are like, well, gosh, darn it. I wish I was getting married again. And then I would have her do (laughs) my stationery or this one of my absolute favorite creators. uh, Her name is Sasha Sloan, and she um, is heavy in like the Harry Potter talk world. Um, And her company is called Archive Sunday, and they do these kind of collage walls um, where she spends hours and hours and hours like creating these visual interpretations of a specific uh, like fandom. So there's a whole series of Harry Potter ones. There's a whole series of um, like they're doing a bunch of like uh, Greek gods. There's she they just launched one for um, uh, Sailor Moon and it's not like these are things that she's creating herself and photographing herself. So it's not a direct, Oh, well, let me just get this photo of Hogwarts uh, from the, you know, a screen cap from the video and, and put it in. It's more of like, here is a badger hanging out a photo of a stuffed badger from her aunt's house that she took a photo of that had like, and use that to create these collages. So she'll like do these uh, time loops of her working on it. And it's just, it's so intriguing. But then on her personal side too, she'll come and have these deep dives into conversations about uh, Harry Potter's story and like, Oh, Narcissa Malfoy and how her and Lucius got together. Like all of these very random things that you would never, well, some people would, but I would never in the million years, like I wouldn't want to read an article about it because I'd be like, okay, that's cool, but whatever. But having her feeling her passion and her excitement about it and having her tell me about it, I'm like, yes, yes. Tell me more. Tell me more. And so you, you, find these businesses that have are really passionate about something and they have embraced the TikTok world kind of like Instagram used to be before it got extremely influencer like anyone can can create a following with their passion uh, on TikTok. That sounds like live action Pinterest or Etsy. I've never yes. been involved in yes. either of those sites at all. But I think if I saw something like that on TikTok, I'd be much more likely to go, oh, yeah, I'll buy that or I'll yes. even or consider it. But yeah. I'm thinking and, and I'm glad you mentioned Instagram because I guess that's where I w- was getting at. So that you're not necessarily talking about somebody literally selling you a product, but you're talking about somebody who says, I'm going to make money through whatever means by by putting videos up in Instagram, it could be videos or images. On TikTok, it's it's obviously videos. And the my experience of TikTok is even though I can tell that there are people who because they have a large following and because they produce videos that clearly have a format and clearly have a series and a plan and they're written because they're so well scripted, mm-hmm. you can tell that those folks are trying to make a go of it and derive some income from it. But they're also providing entertainment. It's much less about skincare or being envious of somebody's fabulous vacation or any of that sort of, you know, aspirational stuff that 
Instagram seems to be about. And I, and I, that's what I was really wondering about because, to, like, to me, it just the the woman who's has videos about her. It's, I think it's called House of Six Cats, and she has this one cat who has been pregnant and has just had kittens. And the cat's name, by the way, is Soup. And, she, and all yes. of the and all of the kittens she named after different kinds of soups. So there's potato and there's broccoli it. and there's onion and there's gumbo. It's the best thing ever. And I thought of you, Kathy, when I saw. Oh, <laughs> uh, my brand is strong. Yeah, but she gets product. Like so, clearly she has an Amazon wish list or something. People send her cat food and they send her stuff, which is you know replacement for income. She's feeding her yeah. animals and she's feeding her TikTok because she has happy, healthy animals. And presumably she's deriving some financial benefit from it and and she's earning it by creating consistent entertaining content and the the tips from the ER guy who I love and adore he does these little videos he he's a he is he's dressed in scrubs and he comes out and says tips from the ER uh, bleeding, and he'll he'll tell you some humorous thing that you should know about what's going to happen to you when you go to the ER if you're bleeding <laughs> and he's he's very profane and I love him to death. He's so That's good. Incredible. But he has he's highly formatted and highly scripted. And he's got, you know, he was live apparently to go live you have to have a certain number of followers and he was mm-hmm. live the other day and so and I looked I didn't even realize how popular this guy was. I was like, "Oh, he's got hundreds of thousands of followers." So so I guess I, I wonder, you know, having this this long soliloquy, sorry about that. <laughs> if if you guys kind of feel the same that there's a real difference between the way the vibe of, say, an Instagram influencer culture and a TikTok influencer culture. With Instagram, if you say received some product, it's easy to tag the company in an Instagram post or in an Instagram video that you've done. Uh, with TikTok, it's it's more difficult. Um the links situation in TikTok too is is different. There's only like one place to have a link and you can only get that link if you're like over a thousand followers, I think. So there's there's a restrictions in place on who is eligible to a variety of different things. Um, and because of the algorithm and the low barrier to entry, there's a higher chance that you won't necessarily f- see those busy f- TikTokers necessarily if they're not directly in your wheelhouse or in what TikTok has already decided is the company that you want to follow. So I feel almost like it's a different style of discoverability in place that... Um, you can't compare the two platforms because there's so many different things that are so different. Um, but that being said, so within the last year, uh, TikTok just created like creators club or like you can apply if you have a certain number of followers to access money similar to like YouTube does, um, so you'd get payouts from TikTok directly. Um, so they're working on like how to gain income monetarily directly through TikTok versus having a Patreon or having people send uh, cash or gifts or whatever. Um, and so it's really interesting. to It will be really interesting to see 
how the app and the community involved with it expands over the years, especially as things change. I think I'm too new because I don't I don't think I've seen a lot of I mean, I I, ha- I follow people who are definitely influencers because they have a lot of followers and they um, go live and that sort of thing. But and but I, I don't think it really affects my enjoyment of the, you know, of TikTok. And it doesn't really take up. I think because the videos are so short and you know, you can, you can skip anytime you want. It doesn't really take up much time. So I don't, it doesn't really. Yeah. And I'll say, I agree with Kathy about the ads because they're not inserted. It's not, you have to watch the ad before you watch a video. You, you yeah. can watch an ad every few videos and it, it's very uneven. Like sometimes I forget that there are ads and then there's one and I'm like, oh, that's an <laughs> ad. I can skip that. And then sometimes they're and I'm sure that will vary because YouTube didn't used to have as many ads as it does now, clearly. Right. Uh, but I, yeah, I have found, as I say, I mean, I guess as a podcaster too, I mean, somebody who, I don't know, has a format and a show and a thing that I do on a regular basis, <laughs> seeing somebody who has a shtick and who does it well. And that's the thing. The One of the reasons I think it brings me so much joy is there are lots of creators on TikTok, but I'm astonished at how high the level of quality seems to be. I mean, there's some duds occasionally, yeah. but the people yeah. who produce a lot of TikToks regularly, they understand that whether it's high level of scripting or production values or just a good concept, they they really seem to do a good job of, of keeping up that level. And because they post on whatever regular basis they want to post. I don't think as a user you have a sense of, oh, so-and-so hasn't posted in a while because you're. it's not like a podcast. You're not like, right. well, Parallel's supposed to come out on Tuesday. Where is it? You know, on TikTok, it's just like, oh, look, there's another cat video. There's another this thing. And, and you, you may, you'll follow a creator and you'll say, oh, I wish they had more videos, but you're not, you know, waiting patiently by the phone to see when their next one's coming out. Although I must say, I don't like the part one and part two. That drives me crazy. <laughs> swipe, uh, swipe part two to find, and then I have to go to like their page, and I have to like, okay, what was the video I was just watching? And yeah. now I, have to I find can part never two. find it. Right, I, I can never that. find it. It drives me insane. I have the same problem, and I'm I'm sure there's a visual cue, but it's probably, but but I'm it's hard for me to see the little selection square, so it's annoying. Yeah, I wish I I definitely wish there was a way that you. They could link it. Um, I know that a lot of times what they'll do is they'll they will um, put the all of the TikToks together like on their Instagram stories, so you can just go through and listen to it. Um, but yeah, that's not follow me great. on Instagram to see part two. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm no. not doing that. Right? And, <laughs> and they, but sometimes it says like for part two, and and I yeah, and, I, and that doesn't work. Like okay, I well, liked it. So that's that is not necessarily to send you to the next one. That is just a way to man, not manipulate. Manipulate has like a negative connotation, but um, like hey, if you want this content, like it, so I'll make the next one. Which mm. usually like, so it's, they haven't done the second, the next one yet. And so they're like, I'm only going to put the energy and effort into finishing this story if other people like the first part. See, but that's how I never naive... see it because then the For You page will not show it to me. Right. <laughs> but that's how naive I am because I saw one the other day that said, uh, like for part two, it's already here. I was like, well, of course it's here. Why wouldn't it be here? Oh, I see. So <laughs> you, you, you hadn't made it when you did the video originally. Yeah. 
Well, we talked some about accessibility before, Holly, and, and I want you to talk about any other accessibility issues that, that we haven't mentioned. But also, uh, there was a Washington Post story this week that I sent to, to you guys, and then I'll link in the show notes, that talks about accessibility concerns with social media generally, but a lot of emphasis on TikTok, and specifically in the deafness community. Because it, it's so interesting, because TikTok, TikTok really is multimedia. It's video, it's audio, sometimes it's words on the screen. And so... It's fascinating to figure out how you provide complete accessibility to all the content parts. And so folks in the deaf community are like, do you have the ability to caption your videos? Why don't you do it? And I, I have, have since been paying attention to what percentage of videos have captions, and a lot of them do. And of course, Holly, for, for those of us with blindness and visual impairment, captions are either not helpful at all or they're a hindrance because they get in the way of trying to grok what's on the screen, but I, I, I'd love to hear both of your takes on that article or just any aspect of accessibility that you've been thinking about. I'll come in here real quick, um, specifically about captioning. So anytime I have words that are said on my videos, I now put the text on to be able to, um, for people that have a harder time hearing to be able to read it. It takes so much time. Let me just tell you that because the video, when you are, when you've made one and you're putting in, you're typing in the information, there is no way to pause the video. So you are typing and then you're like, oh, I don't remember what the next line is. So you have to wait for the video to loop through again to oh, say, no. oh, that's right. This is what I said. That's terrible. So <laughs> it's awful. And yet... I do it for every single one, because if you can't hear, but additionally, a lot of times people will listen to it or like will watch these videos and not in a place where they can necessarily listen. Yeah, they don't have it. their headphones in or they don't yeah. have the phone off. Yeah, because if you're in the public restroom, you're not going to be listening to TikToks necessarily, but you might want to be scrolling through, <laughs> uh, you know, no judgment here. Um, so there are definitely just in my normie world of not being um, hearing or visually impaired, there are definitely some important like things that could make it so much easier for us to create content that would be better. Right. And um, I've been thinking a lot about how you could do, because right now, there is no, as far as I know, there is no way to have an alternate track. So you couldn't do anything with like audio description. So that's like a non-starter. Um, YouTube is just now starting to have some videos with audio description and, and companies are doing, are working on um, even like auto audio description where they have AI produced um, for, for some of the videos because it's, it's a problem on all of social on all of social media not just tiktok where you know videos are posted and there's no way to know what's happening um and it's not surprising and it's not anyone's fault really it's just not it's not ubiquitous enough to be considered and um because it's just now starting to be on tv really and you know in movies and that sort of thing so it's just not something that's on the radar and even in that article that you posted shelly wasn't even mentioned so um, I'm not expecting my audio, my TikToks to be audio described anytime soon. Um, it would be nice, but you know, I don't, I don't expect that. But 
As far as, yeah, captioning, it would be nice if they would have tools um, built in for people to use. And I don't know how that would work, or I, I don't know much about closed captioning. Um, but it needs to be something that is is more on people's radar. And yeah, I don't know how that would work, but... I mean, speaking as somebody who has been making transcripts for Parallel for not long enough, but I've been doing it, and I use automated tools to do it, and then I go back in and I fix what needs to be fixed. And that is a a tremendous amount of work, and I don't say that to complain because people have asked for it, and I'm happy to do so. Uh, But it feels like that's the direction that a TikTok could go, leaving aside the fact that the videos are minute long. But if TikTok gave you the option to generate a transcript based on the video and that you could go back and correct it because automatic transcription, I mean, even in uh, apps like Zoom and Teams and Skype, that stuff exists. And YouTube has been doing captioning of videos with, you know, software. And it seems like, you know, one way around the caption thing would just be the ability to sort of auto-generate, here's here's what we think you said. And then amazing. you could go, all right, well, no, and, this is not what I said. Let me change that. Uh, or you could just accept it and say, if you wanted to be a little sloppy about it, that doesn't solve the audio description problem. Although I just had a great idea for a, a very customized gift where uh, what you do is you'd, you'd say to somebody, here's my phone, here's my TikTok feed. And they would do like a half an hour's worth of custom audio description of all the videos that you were watching. That would be like the most amazing gift in the world like, <laughs> you you could pay someone to do that probably but that's I what know. i'm saying no, <laughs> i am yeah. willing to do it for a hundred dollars an hour please oh, i like it <laughs> we'll make that into a show too we'll just like oh we can yeah. do edit like on one side is the video and the other side is cat oh yeah you can do it, it. okay yes. dude dude okay i oh, that is that's such a, a really good, good idea, idea. <laughs> oh we have to do we'll have to find one we could do that as a proof of concept we should oh, find one boy. that we want to describe and that would be Kathy. Duet. I didn't even think about that I at all. I did not but yeah. even think about <gasps> <gasps> This is how creativity happens, people. It is. This is fantastic. Okay, no one steal this idea, audience, listeners, people. We are on your honor, audience. This is a Mrs. Soup and Shelly and Holly original. Yes. We're going to create a parallel uh, TikTok account, and Love that it. is what we'll do. Love it. All right. That's awesome. Making it happen. <laughs> More news later. <laughs> Stick to. This episode of Parallel is brought to you by Clockwise from Relay FM. If you like this show, there's a good chance you'll like Clockwise. You're busy. You don't have loads of time to catch up on everything that happens in the world of technology. Clockwise, a weekly roundtable, covers four topics in tech in 30 minutes. Join hosts Dan Morin and Micah Sargent each Wednesday as they welcome two special guests from a diverse group of tech pundits, writers, podcasters, developers, and more to talk tech. Whether it be what's going on this week or timeless tech questions, it's never the same show twice. Personal experience. You guys, this is where I'm supposed to tell you about an episode of Clockwise I listened to. So I listened to all of them, uh, but I especially should let you know that I've been on a bunch of episodes of Clockwise and have contributed some really squirrely topics to the conversation and maybe some good ones as well. It's a really great show because it's so varied and so fast paced. And my experience with Clockwise is that when I'm not on the show, I always want to be talking about whatever topic they're discussing. So you'll totally have that experience as a listener too, I'm pretty sure. 
Previous Clockwise topics have included the opacity of technology, Twitter's new fact-checking system, Google employees attempt to unionize, and tech everyone wants resurrected. Clockwise covers topics from across the tech spectrum, from the moves of the biggest players in tech to the news you might have missed. You can catch the live stream every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific or subscribe and never miss an episode. Go to relay.fm slash clockwise or search for clockwise wherever you get your podcasts. This has been so much fun, I, I tell you. Um, now, I, before we uh, get into the uh, one more thing topic, I warned them about it this time. Sometimes I don't warn guests about one more thing, and then they're just like, what did you just ask me? Uh, but is there anything else you want to get out or talk about uh, related to TikTok before we get on to the uh, point where I make you tell me something <laughs> that I don't know? <laughs> I have a question for Kathy. Yeah. So... Sometimes there are, um, on my For You page, there are clips of, like, stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. And I know it's people reacting or doing duets, but I don't know what you would... Do they lip-sync? Like, what do they do to stand-up comedy? I'm just kind of um, curious. So a lot of times... Yeah, I mean, it depends, obviously. Um, but people will, like, either pull the audio and they'll lip-sync to it. Or, or animations, which is really weird. Yep, I've but. seen animations. I've seen. I've also seen where it's like just the camera on the monitor, like filming it. But a lot of times, with that, along with that, they will um, like choose to have some maybe visual commentary around it. So they'll have like pop up text um, that's like. This is funny. I don't I don't even know. I can't even think about like what it would be, but it it's just maybe it's kind of like sharing a clip from YouTube kind of is 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 what a lot of those I think kind of are is that they're choosing to be sharing something that they find funny. I guess. Which I enjoy those, but I was just kind of, like, I enjoy the joke that they're, you know, whatever clip you just sort of sharing. wonder what yeah. the picture yeah, is. Yeah, I was sometimes. just kind of wondering what the video was doing. And I don't yeah. know if we've made it clear. You know, there's a ton of lip syncing of songs on TikTok, yes. but there's also just a ton of lip syncing of all manner of content. Like, and, and they seem to, there seem to be TikToks that lip sync other TikToks, which yeah. is like, you'll see uh, a, a cat video. I always, it always comes back to cat videos, but it's I'm all, on brand. Right. It's all, it all comes down to cats. Yes, but you see a cat video, and I know because I've watched enough TikToks that there's another video where a dog is speaking the same words, or where a it's it might be a clip from a movie. It's usually some sort of like, well, okay, there's the there are these old Friskies commercials. Uh, called Dear Kitten, where this this guy with sort of a deep mellifluous voice is playing an older cat who is sort of educating this kitten about the ways of the world. And there's a TikTok thing where it's it's I think it's just called um, is it Dear yeah, I think Diary it, Dear Dear Diary That's right. And so there's a whole set of these things that are about belly rubs and about the the dreaded vacuum the vacuum cleaner, uh, and there are all these things, but but it's different cats. So they've taken the audio yes. and they've applied it to 
a different cat or even I saw one with a dog today. I love them so much. And then there's a ton of them where they use the phone's voice, so the Siri voice or some other voice. Uh-huh. And then they have an animal talk like uh, and the animal is telling the story about the crazy thing the animal did and how their mom got mad at them, which is yes. funny. I've yes. seen so many of those. Those are so funny. <laughs> it took me about a week to figure out that whatever video and audio I was watching didn't necessarily go together. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I could imagine. I could see how that could be really um, difficult if you are, ha- if you have a harder time seeing. And I just now came to realize, like, so w- whenever there's a, a really strong trend, and I really noticed this last spring and summer when I was first getting into it because I hadn't trained my for you page as much because I wasn't watching quite as many as I am now. Um, but you would be scrolling and there would be the same audio for like three in a row and then there'd be a break and oh it would come back because this was like really really popular and if you aren't able to visually see things you would have no way of knowing that those were all different creations yeah and there's certain songs that are used a lot just yes. a ton. And I, to the point that they're getting old, in my opinion. I mean, it's like, <laughs> okay, I've seen enough. Thank you. Right. But uh, anyways. So so any other, any other TikTok thoughts? I just really appreciate the ability for TikTok to come out and show how amazingly creative people are uh, and how passionate they can get about a wide variety of things. Um, Just like podcasts, if there's something that you want to have in your world, there's probably somebody that's making those TikToks. And that just really, really makes me really happy that there's such a low barrier of entry with such a wide range of options available um, for people to just kind of come and kick butt and take names. And you can search TikTok. I've never done it, but yeah, you know. I have. Because I was looking for the British musical. Yeah. Ah, yes. <laughs> good ah, choice. Yes. Very good choice. Yes, I, I, I need to watch. I've watched maybe one video from it, but it's another. I need to get the sequence. I need to go and like watch the whole thing. But I've not uh, done they, it. they have them on YouTube. Um, okay, well, that. yeah, they've I hate put to up go, there. I hate to go off uh, platform. But <laughs> yeah. It's easier. I know. It's, it's, it it, it can be easier. Yeah. All right, well, we can put it off no longer. It's time for one more thing in which I asked my guest a whimsical question to close the show. And today's question is, tell me about a TikTok video that you've seen that you just said, I wish I'd made that video. Kathy? I am going to pick two, and it's not the specific videos, but it's the specific kind of niche that they do. Um one is her username is mbren365. Uh, I think her name is Emily, Emma, I don't know. Um, but she wears princess dresses um, and makes videos as a princess. So she brings all of the joyful snark that one could enjoy um and makes videos kind of from the format of a princess so she'll take a sound um and lip sync to it and then the the text above it will be kind of switched to 
be from the princess form of like point of view. Um, so it's a, like a, a go, uh, a get it, getting ready with me type video where they, um, I'll, so something with TikTok that they do that we haven't really talked about is, um, the process of like filming with it where they will, you, you can push down the, the start button and lift it off and it will stop recording. So you can do like quicker cuts or takes. And so people will do like, I'm going to turn my head from the left to the right and stop recording. And then they'll do part of their makeup and they'll turn their face from the right to the left and then stop recording again and do more of their makeup. And then, so it looks as you are watching the video, it looks like they're turning their heads from left to right and their makeup gets done through each of those steps um, and she's like, this is me getting ready for, you know, coming from this normal peasant to princess format. I don't know. I enjoy her. I enjoy the idea of like being a princess with these trends. I enjoy her dresses. She has it seems like she's having a lot of fun. And that makes me really happy. Um, and then there's another beautiful lady whose name is Tall Glass of Klein, C-L-I-N-E. And she does a lot of crowns and is sponsored by a crown company. They keep sending her crowns and jewels. (laughs) And I'm like, I want that. (laughs) (laughs) There's your dream job. Yep. Send me crowns, please. Holly, what's your pick? (laughs) So I don't have one that I wish that I'd made. But I do. Well, I kind of wish that I made it because it made me laugh so hard. So it was one of those ones. It was a stitch. And they said, what's a song that you know all the words to? And um, full disclosure, I don't know why, but I can rap the entire first verse of Ice Ice Baby. Um, nice. So I thought it was going to be something like that, you know, some, but it was this guy and he was doing the song and I'd never heard the song before, but it was just chicken, chicken, duck, chicken, duck, chuck, chicken, chicken, duck. It was just like <laughs> constantly for like a minute and a half. And he was at like every beat for beat, every word, he had it just down to the letter. And I was like, how and why? And what is the song? And <laughs> I have so many questions, but I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I was got to want to know what the visuals are like on that one. I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh. So I'll pick a creator two rather than an individual video. I'll pick two. Uh, one is called uh, Mar- Mommy Farmer. And what she does is she has a a farm. She has animals that live in her house, dogs and cats, and then she has a barn where there are dogs and cats and goats and chickens and ducks and pigs and horses and cows. And I mean, she just mostly goats and pigs and there are a lot of geese. But what she does that I really like is that she goes and she – and they are edited. So she will sometimes you, – you can tell that there's a – she's taken a picture in the barn – some pictures in the barn and then she's gone out to follow the ducks and the cows and the pigs. And she talks to them as she's going along. And it's not really scripted, but she has a, a personality. She has a narrative. She's mom. And she's like, she'll say things to the the ducks who have wandered into the pig pens about, uh, you're, are you not making good decisions today? Come on out of there. <laughs> and she's just so like funny. And I actually sort of think maybe she, her animals are like, why is she yelling me all the time? Uh, <laughs> but she's she's just on the right side of funny without being you know, a little a little naggy, but not angry. But what I appreciate is the way that the visuals and the audio 
sort of complement one another because, yeah, pictures of goats and chickens and ducks are fun, but it wouldn't be as much fun to see so often if she didn't always find a new way to talk about them. And, yeah. and like I said, she'll start her morning inside the house with a sleepy cat. Let's go out and feed everybody. Come on, let's go. Oh, you don't want to go? All right. Come on, Butch, you want to go too? And then, and, then and then she'll go out in the barn. The other day, uh, one of her goats had had babies in the night. And oh my God, it was so great. So I, I love, and there's always, sometimes you see the horse. I didn't know she had a horse for about a week. And I was like, oh, look, she's got horses. Because <laughs> it was all like, she's, she's chasing ducks. The ducks are like in a pack going, rah, 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 rah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, I, there's something to be said about the personality of people being able to shine through. And oh, yeah. yes, there is a heavy weighted aspect of young, white, attractive people like that clearly has been significantly shown to be prioritized almost. Um, and that is unfortunate. Um but the ability for people to come and like, you know what, I'm just going to be myself or I'm just yeah. going to come out and like, boom, here I am. This is what I'm doing. And then letting it get ramped up and picked up and just be amazing is really inspiring. I will say that I have actually seen a lot of black and LGBT creators and who self-identify as LGBT and, and like live in it and love it. And a lot of black creators who do like my favorite. I wasn't going to mention him just because, you know, how many can you can you mention? Oh, I need to. What's this guy's name? I can't remember. He's he does. Uh, he'll do basically top five such and such animals, top five animals that will kill you, top five animals <laughs> that look incredibly cute, but will kill you. Top five animals that will kill you. But no, top five animals that I really want to pet despite the fact that they look in that they will kill you. You see his head at the bottom of the screen. And the most adorable part to me is that he's holding a pair of ear pods. And he's, well, he's wearing the ear pods, but he's holding the ear pod with the microphone. So it looks like he's trying, to, I don't even know why he's doing it that way, but he's like trying to talk closely into the microphone. And then behind him are pictures of whatever animals he's talking about. And they're great pictures. They're close-ups of heads. And so they're, it's, it's like the his Tasmanian devil pictures are great. And he's scripted it and he's hilarious. And his name is Minday97, M-N-D-I-A-Y-E underscore 97. I was going to mention Stevie O, who does tips from the ER. I talked about him a little bit earlier, but he just comes out in scrubs and says, uh, tips from the ER, bloody noses. And then <laughs> tips from the ER. And, and he will take something that actually, you know, broken bones, uh, heart attacks, something that is really serious, but he'll make it funny. And he happens to be an Asian dude. And the video I saw today was uh, he was he was he did it in a funny way, but he was responding to the the terrible mass shooting that happened in Atlanta. And he was just uh, he well, basically, he was riffing on the cop that said the guy had had a bad day. You just have mm. to see the video. It's yeah, it's delightful. But I think I might have seen that one. It's today. it's. Anyway, he's great. He's great. He's great. Yeah, I do. I do love, like I said, the, the low barrier of entry does mean that it's easier to find marginalized creators. Um, if you look at like, you know, the top 10 TikTok creators or whatever, they're pretty much all white. Um, and so that is something that's like, OK, really, they're <laughs> the most popular, like the mo like the fact that they're the most popular show something with society that uh, needs to be worked on. And so I, I do try to 
find and support as many uh, marginalized creators as possible. And they're not just because, oh, you know, let, let me let me scroll through and I got to make sure, you know, my count is correct. Uh, but they're so great. Why the heck not? Why yeah. would I not? There's speaking of that, and I'll do one more thing for the one more thing. But there's a an Indian couple that I just absolutely love. And I don't I'm kind of afraid to try and pronounce her name because I'm afraid I'll get it wrong but the the guy is called the real Indian dad and he you never see him on screen he's like a cartoon um guy because I had sent a few videos to to people and they're like oh I wish I could see the guy and I'm like well he's there here look at this and they're like well no he's just I was like oh okay so I didn't realize that but you never see him on screen but they are hilarious and she will like she sings or she does something and he's just like constantly just like just just constant commentary like like almost he calls her the influencer i know the one and and what's happening is it 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 looks as if he's caught her doing whatever she's doing yes she can't stop laughing yeah and she and i can't stop laughing either because i just love them so much Kathy Campbell, Holly Anderson, it was so great to have you on Parallel. Before we go, let me give you a chance to each uh, plug where we can find you on or off uh, TikTok. Holly, (laughs) where can people find you? I am DHS Holly on TikTok um, and everywhere, really. And it's it's lowercase, um, all lowercase. And I've posted a few videos um, and I am just having fun. I'm not doing it for any specific reason, hoping not to go viral for the wrong reasons. You can find me. Guess what my username is? <laughs> it's gonna be Mrs. Soup pretty much anywhere. Um, come and say you came from Parallel. I, I love when I like know where people find me from, wherever they're at. You know, that's great. Um, you can also find uh, I, my website is kathycampbell.com uh, as well. Um, if you want to like find links out to other things that I do. Yay. You'd find me on TikTok at Shelly's podcast. I've produced exactly one video, so I'm not a very good TikToker, but if you want to see me throw a snowball, I throw a snowball. Uh, and that's Shelly's podcast. You can find this show at Parallel Pods on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y. You can also, if you haven't done so already, go to relay.fm slash parallel and subscribe. And while you're at it, become a member because it's super fun and you never know who you'll see in the Relay member Slack. Bye now. 